Well, I think first of all, congratulations on the award of best new restaurant. <laughs> what does that What does that mean for you? Is that do you get a thrill from that, or is what does your idea of success? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think what it, what all those things. You know, when you've kind of been around for a while, when you start out, then you, I don't know, I think you pay a lot of attention to them. But yeah. um, now they're just kind of nice. You know, what what it does is. It, just, it kind of when you're a new business, it, it fills the gaps when you're not busy. Like our nights have always been really good. We had a really good like restaurant traffic trade um, because of everyone who knew us from the town. Yeah. Um, but coming to the city is a really new environment. So kind of what it's done is it's it's, it's made our lunches full as well, and that just yeah it just turns it up that extra notch. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. It must be nice to be recognised for what you're doing, I guess, as well. Yeah. It's it's nice to to I don't know like when when you kind of everyone who go who make open something new like you, you put your opinion out there and what you kind of think that people might like and put all you, all the money in the world behind it and uh, yeah it's nice to it's nice to uh, know that you're not going to be in the poor house for the rest of your life yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, reassuring you yeah yeah and it's good it's nice to be busy I mean. Yeah. It's interesting because you know when um, when chefs you know, make, make a name for themselves and so on, everyone's got an opinion. And, I've, and I was just reading a little bit about you and how people describe your food. And it's, it's, I find it fascinating because I think you know, it's the same with art. Do the, do the people who create the food or the art actually have the same intention as the critics who say things like, um, your food is... Um, you know, tweezer driven. I didn't. I didn't quite. Um, is that because it's so little and fiddly? So they're kind of fiddly, but it's hearty and classic, and it's uncomplicated, but it's also really impressive and and vegetable worshipping and all these terms. I mean, yeah. How would you describe your style? Uh, you know, I get asked this by Uber drivers all the time. What <laughs> kind of restaurant is it? It's a really hard question. Um, I don't know, maybe it's tweezer driven, it's maybe, yeah, my hands are maybe not as nimble as they used to be. <laughs> um, that's the only, yeah, tweezers are pretty handy. Um, I don't think we're that fiddly, fiddly anymore. No. When I first came over here, there's heaps of pressure, I felt heaps of pressure to, to be good and I tried to do all of this stuff and tried to put a lot of things on the plate, I think. Okay. But, um, no, now it's not really like that in, in either of the places. The townhouse is supposedly more more fancy than here, but it's not like that at all anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I really like the contrast of, of I love fine dining stuff, and I love really simple, rustic things as well. Yeah. Well, I've eaten in both places, and I think you totally nailed that. And I think what I I think that's what I like about it as well is it's. Um, there's obviously that, that element of knowledge and technique, but it just tastes really good and it doesn't feel uh, uh, you know, overwhelmed by you know what is this and how do I approach it kind of thing. You just think, oh, this is good food. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I spent a long time working for, for Brent up at the Bentley, and one thing that really kind of rubbed off on me, other than this massive love of vegetables, um, is he was able to create a modern restaurant and present the food that was modern. It was always delicious, but at a time there was like a lot of modern restaurants and they're all gone. Like he's been able to, he was able to do it and have it sell. 
So I think just I don't know, for me, I, I like having I like I like modern food. I like the really rustic stuff. Yeah. Just doing it in a way that's you're not it's approachable and it's you know it's not scaring off anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, I like to have my palate brought you know broadened by when I go out and eat somewhere. But you don't want to be looking yeah. up every second word on the menu like on Google because you're thinking oh, I feel a bit stupid here. Yeah. What is this? I mean, for for, for where the town mouse is as well, like. You know, we took it over from a guy who, who did really, really well in there, but it was, it was very much like degustation only. Yeah. Um, and we didn't want it to be like that. Um, it's a great area. You know, we, we, we always leave seats for, for walk-ins and just having that kind of approachability where you can, you can come in and have, you know, break it into like six or seven courses and eat all the smaller things mm. and or you can just you can come in with your partner or your mate and have a glass of wine or a bottle of wine and a lamb chop or a whole fish and, mm. and be gone in like 40 minutes that's right half an hour. So, yeah um I think, yeah it, it works there because you can it's approachable you don't get stuck into it being a special occasion restaurant you know, that's a couple right of times a week and it's a really good feeling in, in both places um, from your staff as well. I feel like the front of house must work really closely with the kitchen, and that I think it's always the case in lots of places. But they're so they are really knowledgeable, and you know, and it's nice to be able to go somewhere and just be led a little bit by the front staff and to feel comfortable saying, well, you know, what wine would go with this? And obviously it's a wine bar, so they have to know that. But, but their knowledge, and yeah, I was impressed yeah, with that at Town Mouse as well. They can tell you a whole backstory of the the, the vineyard and whatever. Yeah, and I love huge. that. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's Christian, you know, and the, and the people that kind of attract that he's kind of pulled, pulled in. Like, yeah, a lot of time, you know, there's not, you know, the whole old mentality of you know, this is the restaurant, and this is the sommelier, and this is, that's just their job, and everyone else is kind of like is a little bit scared, and they just kind of push the sommelier over to the table. Like, that's that's not what these places are about, you know, like. We find great staff, people who've got great personalities and, and can have a bit of fun and then we, we teach everyone yeah. everything, you know, so everyone everyone knows, you know. Yeah. And you, 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 you're growing people as well as staff members, you're not just kind of having robots. So. Nice. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned um, the Bentley and the chef there as being um, an, an important influence and I think you know, when you read over... Um, the journey that you've had to get here you've worked in some really incredible places yeah. and obviously you pick things up along the way but you, but you must have a certain something to, to have got to work in those places so what do you think it is that a chef what, what do you think your peers are looking for or when you're first getting into it that you need to keep going along that way oh, I think you just look for attitude I think when you when you're looking to employ a, a young chef look for someone who just wants to kind of roll his sleeves up and, and get it done and who can kind of take direction who doesn't you know everything every single kitchen that you go into as you, as you go up they do everything completely differently down to how you peel potatoes or or how you cook an egg like it's always different so yeah you know finding a staff member who can go yes and they may that may not be what they were taught in the role before or the role before that but if you can take that on that's how you learn this is you, you learn four different ways of, of doing something and then you choose what you like is the best at the end you know? yeah so i don't know like yeah yeah but we, we we look for for attitude and 
teachability. Yeah. See if they can use their hands. It sounds like a silly thing, but it yeah. tell very quickly if someone can actually get their hands to manipulate what. Yeah. And every kind of skill level as well. Because um, I reckon too that coming from New Zealand is a, is a good <laughs> a good thing. Because so I reckon I. we've got a bit of <laughs> DIY kind of. Um, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know if it happens with chefs, but I feel like um, we have we almost feel like there's less constraints on us. We have, we have a bit more of an optimistic yeah. can-do attitude. Do you think that's true? <laughs> yeah, I know, I totally do. I think uh, the beauty of a lot of um, Kiwi kitchens is they are very small, so everyone often kind of has to do everything, mm. which is quite nice, and I think it is yeah, very, very Kiwi DIY. But, um, just kind of get it and, and get it done. Yeah. yeah. So jumping over, so you're in Sydney first. I was in New Zealand and then I went to London and then to Sydney and then uh, back to Wellington and then back in. That's right. Okay. <laughs> and so in each of these cities, because I mean Wellington's got such a good name for food and coffee now, or has for quite a while. Um, how do you have to adjust when you go to a new city? Is it that you just adjust to the kitchen you're in or is it or is there an, an, uh, an outside kind of thing as well? No, you definitely need to kind of take in, in your surrounds. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I, I moved back to Wellington from, from Sydney because I, I really wanted to be kind of close to my to my family. Mm. Um, brothers and sisters were having kids and I wanted to be able to spend more time there and I quite like fishing so I wanted to be able to in a clean river that was close and just little kind of simple things like that. Um, yeah, but you definitely definitely need to kind of, that was a, a hard adjustment, you know, trying to get people to share their food, they you know, they, they kind of like this around their main course. Yeah, when was that? Uh, I ran a restaurant called the Matterhorn for three years before I came to open up the mouse, so yeah. that was, yeah, started seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've eaten at Matterhorn as well. Most of these guys have been to the Matterhorn. It's a, it's a crazy place. It's quite similar, dark timbers and so on. I was, it, same architect. Oh, same architect. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alistair did here and then he did he did the mouse as well. So yeah, yeah he's a super talented guy. Um, yeah. 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 So would you have imagined that that this is what you'd be doing when 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 you were young? Did you start off as a young chef or? No, I did. did a degree first. Yeah, I wanted to be a psychologist for some reason. I figured out most of the way through that degree that uh, it was not for me. It was just too dry. And yeah. I couldn't really imagine kind of sitting in an office or a lab all day. Yeah. Um, and I was cooking, I wasn't cooking at the time, I was working in a restaurant. And then I started cooking there and I was cooking at home and it took me a really long time to figure out what I wanted to do mm. in life to be honest. Mm. But I didn't start cooking until I was 22. Okay. And you know, you know, I think I would love to have been the guy who started at 15 and you know, knew exactly what they wanted to do the whole time but I think starting late kind of gives you a massive kick in the ass as well. Oh absolutely. Yeah. It would be like anything if you've got more experience behind you. you yeah. In, in life, you? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, the kids that I went to, to tech with in Wellington, you know, went from a class of 30 down to like seven at the end of the year. And yeah. that was pretty much just all of the kind of the older students who were just getting it done. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It's interesting that you say that it's a psychology degree because I just spoke to a chef out at Warren Diet, Calvin Shaw, and he um, also did a psychology degree before he became a chef, and, that, and you're the only two that I've spoken to that have done that. But I was thinking it's kind of fascinating. Would that have any kind of impact on how you run your kitchen? Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not manipulating anyone. No. Um, no, I mean, most of what I did, um, that was a hell of a long time ago. It doesn't yeah. really kind of relate. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you run your kitchen? I don't know. I mean, a lot differently to what I used to, I think. Um, I, I took over a kitchen years ago from a guy who was a massive prick. A lovely guy, but um, yeah, very hard to work for. And uh, I kind of I inherited a culture that was just so bad that I, I really just didn't want to kind of be anything like that. Yeah. Um, it took a long time to change that culture. It was one of the, one of the harder things I've ever done was to try and stop people from <laughs> walking out of work and just uh, grow a good team. But, um, mm. Nowadays it, it's, it's really good. Um, I run two teams. I run uh, Jasper Event is my head chef at the townhouse, and uh, Peter Coxley is my head chef here. And yeah, it's nice. We've got good relationships between them, and they have good relationships with the team. And you know, I do alternate days as well. Yeah. How does that? Is, there must be a little bit of a giving up of power in a way, because because you're. I don't know if that's the right way yeah, of phrasing it, but it's... It's just, yeah, I mean, you need to find someone who, for that role, who, you know, who you can kind of form a working relationship with without kind of ego. And that, that's, that's a, a, a thing that's a lot easier said than done mm. a lot of the times. But um, just kind of getting onto the wavelength is, is the key to that. Yeah. 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 And where do your ideas come from? Because really, it's just, it's a place I want to come back to all the time because there's just so much on the menu that I'd like to eat. It's the same with Town Mouse. And so when we came the other day and we just, the three of us sat here for hours um, drinking beautiful wine and eating <laughs> awesome. our way through the menu. And, um, but things like the, um, the aged flounder. And so how do you, is that, isn't it? Like, how do you come up with those ideas? I mean, the, yeah, that's, yeah. It's not just solely my my idea. <laughs> I think, oh, I've left this flounder in the fridge for a two weeks. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, yeah. I mean, you just like, things like that. Like you read, you know, it's an old old kind of sushi technique. Like some not all fish is is, is good fresh, just like all like meat, you know. Like some things need to hang and they need to rest and they need to dry out and, and all of those things. And it was just a, a technique that I. It's really yeah kind of heard about it's almost impossible to find anything that's written down because most of those Japanese guys don't write anything down they don't yeah. publish books on it like um, so yeah it was just kind of trial and error mm. and, yeah I'm a bit weird I like to do things a little bit different hopefully yeah keeps it interesting 
I heard a university lecture once that said that um, you can only recognise smell, you can only sort of be moved by a smell or recognise a smell if you, well, that doesn't really work, but if, you, if you've smelled it before then you can associate with what it is. If you smell a completely new smell it's hard to know what it is. But I wonder how do you then come up with your flavours, obviously as you say reading and trying different things, but you must also do lots of wondering about how would it be if I do this thing. So is it, yeah. is it, how does well, it? I don't know, I mean, I haven't talked to the, anyone, any other chefs about this before, but you know, you, I've been cooking for like 17 odd years, 16, 17 years, and you know, you spend, you know, you eat, you taste, you eat in other people's restaurants. I mean, you just kind of build up like a flavour memory, and yeah, you definitely need to taste things with each other things to figure out. Sometimes they work in your head, and sometimes they're disgusting when you yeah. actually taste them. But yeah. Some things work and some things you, you kind of you know will work and you can if it works with that then it might work, you know, like beef and walnuts great. If you know, it might work with some other kind of nut, it may not, like you just there's there's connections. Yeah. And when once you kind of you start kind of coming up with dishes then they will just kind of feed it feed into each other over yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And when upstairs open opens you'll be super busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that going to work? Um, I don't know yet. It's <laughs> fighting? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, we've got the same space, so it'll fit 50 or 60, like downstairs does, depending on the tables. Um, and I don't know, like, we haven't locked anything in yet, we've got a few ideas. It'll be, yeah. Still very much kind of uh, revolving around wine, but more kind of along the like the bottles and the and the cellar stuff. Um, they'll do have a big wine room up there um, and, a, and a big list, and then just on the outside, I think just something that's not sharing. Okay. It would keep people uh, uh, get their own plates of food. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Something different, you know. Yeah. Here's shared. The mouse is shared. Upstairs just needs to be. Yeah. Growing out for themselves. It's a restaurant. Restaurant. Okay. It's beautiful up there. We've got a. We've got a planning consent to recut seven huge windows that were original. This face and this face. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's great. Like this, the five windows along here look out onto this kind of beautiful old deco uh, stairwell. Mm. Um, and then that way it just looks into the treetops. It's kind of like a tree house. Beautiful. It's awesome up there. Nice. And separate street access. And okay. Separate name, which is going to be painful, but you get there in the end. Yeah. Great. I can't yeah. wait to try that out as well. <laughs> Thank you. That's all right. Perfect. Now, do you. Um, I just updated my